Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. To the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legends Matt, the Hebrew Hanser, Bernstein, <laughs> and Demo, David Mormon. Back to back today, guys. So good to see you. You know, Matt Perkins, it's great to see you. I feel like this was a room I could have sat in for a long period of time, being a 270 pound. 265-pound fullback, um, but we had to bring in Mormon, who is actually sits in this room and used to be a big, ugly up front, um, and it's going to be a, a, a fun chat. Yes, Bernie, you're, too, you're, you're big enough, but you're too short, so I'm bringing the height to, to the table. To... <laughs> I'm like six inches too short, maybe more. <laughs> well, we're bringing in offensive line coach Jack McNell Jr. We are so pumped to have you, Coach. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Excited to be here. Before we get started, want to remind you guys that we are presented by BetOnline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline.ag. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, over at BetOnline.ag. Bet online where the game starts. You know, I'm a Northeast guy. Bernie's a Northeast guy. David's from Michigan. Well, you know, we won't hold that against him. But coach, you grew up in the Northeast. You played at Boston College for your dad. First of all, what was it like growing up as a coach's son and then playing for your dad in some of the biggest football games, you know, in, in the history of college football. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute, but just what's that experience like for you and how did that sort of shape who you are? You know, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I think from the time I was old enough to know what the heck was going on, I was going to be a football coach just because I've been around it so much. All the people I really respected were either football players or coaches. So, um, I was pretty much set on that path from an early age, just going to practices and hanging out with guys. And, and uh, it was it's such a when you're a young guy, young kid, and you're able to go into a locker room in college or whatever, um, it, it, it was just so cool. And then um, just being able to grow up and play for him, what a blessing. I mean, it was, um, you know, something that in the very beginning, it was a little bit iffy. You know, the guys had to get the feel of, you know, Hey, I'm not going to be running back telling my dad what's going on or anything like that. But uh, once I kind of earned my way, it, it, it ended up being such a great thing. And to have Doug Flutie come right along at the same time. And like you said, we're, you know, ended up fourth in the country one year, fifth in the country the next. It was just memories that uh, were unbelievable. But being able to share them with your dad and your mom and, you know, my family was even more special for sure. Wow. I mean, first of all, that's that that is fantastic. Now you were there for I think you were on the field for the Hail Mary. Yeah, what not is... only that, I was the first guy to touch the ball. Let's get this straight. Only three people <laughs> touched it. So uh, I snapped it for sure. 
What's it like playing with a legend like Doug Flutie? You know, it was absolutely amazing. I don't care what anybody says. To me, he's the greatest quarterback ever. I don't care if it's college or pro. Now, obviously, that's everybody's going to meet with skepticism, but I still say he got screwed in the pros. He would have had, but he, he goes up to Canada. He's sure heck the greatest pro quarterback in Canada, I'm, I'm sure. So, um, but it was just, it was just amazing. He was magic. He really was. I mean, I look at me. I was, I was uh, not very big, you know, and um, that actually worked out well because he wasn't very big either. And we <laughs> we were in a four point stance back then. I don't know if you guys even know what that is, <laughs> how a center even gets in that. But uh, so it was just, it was just, he just gave you that feeling that, you know, there's there's no way we're going to lose the game. And and um, you know, I can remember playing at Alabama and we go down by 14. They returned an opening kickoff in the second half. And, man, he took charge and we went right down the field and scored. And then, of course, the Miami game where it was the Hail Mary, I had basically given up. I'm not going to lie to anybody here. I'm like, we're screwed. And uh, I will never forget he got in the huddle and he said, he said, hey, listen up. We just got to get this thing past midfield so I can throw one up in the end zone. And to me, like, that was the ultimate leadership because it gave everybody a plan. We're like, oh. Okay, we just that's not too hard getting a pass midfield. But son of a gun, if he didn't do it, we got a pass midfield, he threw one up and we won the game. So um it, it was a special thing. He took, you know, a very average player like myself to the cotton bowl at the heights that I never would have been to, I guarantee you that. So it was a lot of fun. Coach, it's uh I got a chance to play with Jonathan Taylor when I was at Wisconsin. And it was like one of those things, like he's just another guy in the locker room for the most part, but also like on the field, all of a sudden, like it kind of hits you like, man, this guy's something special. And you like, you realize right. it in real time playing yeah. with a guy like Doug Flutie. Did you know it at that time he was going to be a legend or was it kind of like after the fact, looking back, you're like, man, that was pretty cool. You know, uh, at the time, I mean, he was just another guy. He wasn't even playing quarterback. And matter of fact, my dad was the head coach and, and obviously in the, I can remember sitting at an all-star game. I was, I played at the uh, high school ball up in Maine. And so I was watching the Massachusetts high all-star game and Doug Flutie was playing. And I remember my dad sitting up and he leaned over to me and said, guess what? That kid's going to play quarterback, you know, because at the time we weren't really even sure. Um, of course there was not another division one school that offered him, And, you know, he certainly wasn't the big name coming in. And, um, I'll just never forget that then we were playing Dan Marino at Pittsburgh, believe it or not, we were having breakfast or whatever. And, uh, I, he looked so cool, and and I wasn't even playing at that time. This was the first year, and um, but he went out and did an unbelievable game. I remember after the game, I, we lost a close game, and usually my dad just wants to, you know, just so upset about it. But he said, "Let's stop by Tony's Italian Villa on the way home." I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, you don't even seem that upset." He, and he, I remember him saying, "Well, I don't want them. We got ourselves a quarterback." So that was probably the first time where I was like, "All right, this guy might be the real deal." And then, of course, from there. So by the end of it, for sure, you you started saying, "All right, this is this is pretty special." I don't think you ever think like that Miami game was going to be what it was. I mean, it, it, you know, people still talk about that, but for sure, you once you won the Heisman, you said this is a pretty special deal for a guy that's literally five nine. When you think about it, on a team that was on eleven the year before we got there, and then to turn that thing around, that was an amazing accomplishment for sure. What have you learned from that turnaround that you've been able to apply to your coaching career? Well, you know, it, it's just, uh, and, and probably I learned more from my dad than I did from Doug, other than just go get a great quarterback. That's for one thing, for sure. I mean, you know, you're constantly searching for that, 
because if you don't have a quarterback, you're, you're going to be in trouble, you know, but I just, uh, I learned so much from my dad through those years, just how he handled things. And, you know, he was never intimidated by anybody. I mean, we played, we played everybody and, and, you know, I remember we were playing Clemson down there and he said, Hey, they told me not to go out and, and be on the field when they touch the rock. And, he said some swear words, which I won't say, but he basically said, we're, we're going out to watch him touch the rock. And it was awesome. You know, we did the place one nuts, but we were, we were there and we actually tied him that game. I would love to tell you we, we won, but uh, we beat him when they came back up to Sullivan the next year. So it was uh, just things like that, that, you know, just how to treat people and things it, it, and the whole staff really. Um, was so special for sure. So those those are things that I really took away from in my coaching career is, man, it's all about how you treat people. It's all about how you, um, you know, when things are going bad, how do you react in adversity? Because those those young men, I call them kids because I'm 60 years old, but those young men uh, look to you to see how you're going to react. And, and to me, that's the most important thing for sure. Coach, I love that. I, uh, in your intro press conference, I think you mentioned something like the only thing I know how to do in this life is coach offensive yeah. linemen. I don't mm-hmm. want to do anything else. Don't know how to do anything else. And I think that's a, a pretty common mindset by the best offensive line coaches in the country. Yeah. You know, it takes a special kind of leader, a special kind of man to coach that position, right? Five guys all on the same page at once, uh, yeah. physical, smart, tough, dependable, all those things. What made you decide that you wanted to dedicate your life to coaching offensive linemen? You know, like I said, I, I really I never thought of doing anything else. I mean, I really didn't. Um, you know, obviously, I wanted to eventually become a head coach, which I did. I was at Louisiana Tech for eight years as a head coach, and I enjoyed that. I still was very heavily involved with the offensive line because you just can't get away from it. But you're right. It's it's one position. You know, we're never complaining about we're not getting the ball because we never get the ball. You know, so it's not like we even have. And but man, what a great bunch of guys. And, you know, it really is. Um, it, it really is so special when you can get five guys, because as you know, if four guys do it right and one guy screws it up, the whole thing's blown up, you know. And so you got to get five guys to do things exactly correctly. And that's why I'm always talking to them about precise technique is so important. And then we just have to we have to strain. We have to play hard and strain. And um, if you can get five guys doing that, then then uh, you've got a pretty special group. And I, that's what I think we have here for sure. Coach, what you said it before, but you said surrounding yourself with a good coaching staff. What makes this coaching staff so special that you wanted to come to Wisconsin and be a part of it? Well, to be honest, I didn't know the other guys. I knew Luke Fickle a little bit, you know, but I I, I paid attention to Luke Fickle and I always was very impressed with how he uh, was at press conferences and different things. And um, Phil Longo, who knew Luke Fickle very well, um, who I totally trust Phil Longo. So, you know, when he was so high on Coach Fickle, um, that was good enough for me, you know. And, and I mean, let's face it, Wisconsin offensive line coach, that's a pretty big deal, you know, and that's something that um, I can remember being in the NFL and, and get looking on the EXO stuff and looking up Wisconsin. They were running outside zone at the time as well as anybody. I don't know. It's probably around 2012, 13, whatever, but, I would actually study them, and and um, there's not many people that I was studying back then. But Wisconsin was always a team. He always looked like just these big old dudes that were coming off the ball, you know. So it was one of those things where 
Um, and, and to be honest, I've never coached in the Big Ten. I was excited about that. And um, But just the opportunity to uh, be at such a storied program. I mean, 21 straight bowl games, as far as I know, no one else can even say that. Um, and so to be part of that tradition and the O-line tradition here. I mean, everybody in the country knows about the O-line tradition at Wisconsin. And so um, that was something I wanted to be a part of for sure. Man, we always bring up these things that make me cringe, Coach. I was I was there. My redshirt year was the year we didn't go to a bowl game. Mm. So like all the you know, it cuts like a knife to hear it. Although yeah. I'm sure you you did not know that, but no, um, sorry oh. about that. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, at one point, we didn't lose the axe since 2003, and right. I was on that field as well. Yeah. So some of these things are not, well. Please don't ever not go to a bowl game no. um, or lose the axe. <laughs> Losing the axe is the worst. It's yeah, the worst. I, happen to be, uh, I happen to be walking by the locker room. I saw that empty, empty glass case right there. So that, that believe me, we have to walk by it every day. So we're gonna, we're gonna definitely circle that day for sure. Believe in Badgers is excited to be brought to you by Infinigods. Infinigods is a gaming studio with a suite of free, fun-to-play games centered around ancient mythologies and civilizations. Visit Infinigods.com to play their first game, Infinimerge, and learn about their upcoming tower defense game. Play for fun or play to compete and take your shot at winning digital collectibles. That's Infinigods at Infinigods.com, unleashing the power of blockchain games. All right, so uh, coming to Wisconsin, though, obviously one of the things that you talked about was, you know, the guys are have to learn a lot of new stuff. You know, because it is a it's a different system. It's the first time they've had a, a philosophical change offensively in a very, very long time. What has been the biggest pleasant surprise for you in this process and in, in getting these guys up to speed? And what's been the most difficult hurdle uh, to date? Well, I mean, probably the most pleasant surprise, honestly, has been the depth here. I mean, we we have have a lot of guys that can play and we got some young guys that are going to be pressing to play. And so, I mean, it, it, it's definitely the most depth I've been around. Um, and so that's great because I'd love to rotate guys in. I'd love to keep them fresh. You know, you don't have to play five guys for 80 plays a game for 14 weeks or whatever. Um, so that's exciting. A lot of times you're going to get injuries anyway, so you're going to have to have guys be ready to go, but um, the depth for sure. And, and, you know, it is a different offense, um, but in a lot of ways, it's very similar. You know, rather than maybe having a fullback, sorry, Bernie, but uh, we got rid of that guy and maybe put a real fast receiver in there. I don't know. How what a difference. Me, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're a great player, but, uh, you know, you got a chance to get a real fast receiver out there. And now, you know, the, di- the true difference is if you're going to overload the box, we're going to throw the ball. And we are truly going to take what they give you. And a lot of people are going to say that. Everybody's going to say that. But do they really have it built into every single play that if we get this, we're going to this? And, and you know, Coach Longo and I, we don't care if we run it 100 times a game or throw it 100 times a game. We just want to do run plays that make sense and run plays that have the best chance to be successful. And so, you know, but – and and. David will know this. I mean, a deuce block is a deuce block. You know, right. inside zone, double team block to the backside, it's the same thing. So, so many of those things are, are the same. The difference is rather than possibly, hey, we're just going to hand it off and block the extra guy, we're going to put a receiver out there, run some post routes overhead. If you want to put a safety in the box, 
then you you might have it going deep, you know. And so um, it's the funnest offense I've ever been around. I've been in a few offenses for sure, but to be an offensive line coach or an offensive lineman, to me, it's the funnest offense to be around because really, you know, we talk about a six box. So there's going to be six guys in the box. We have six. If they have six, that seems like fair numbers to me. And but, it, but it's really not fair because all we got to do is get a hat on a hat, give it to a big back, and they're in serious trouble. So those are the things that we're always striving for, and um, that's what I'm saying. It makes sense. Probably the one thing that we we maybe have to work on a little bit is just some more of the straight drop back pass protection. I would say, although we've got some guys that can do that, but maybe uh, they haven't quite done it uh, to the extent that they're going to do it um, because we are going to. Uh, definitely throw the ball also. So we're going to try to be. And when you say balance, balance means you know if they're if they're going to um, put extra guys in there, we're going to throw it. And if they're going to drop back, you know, have two safeties or something, we're going to run it right down their throat. So um, you know, those are the things. It's a it's a fun offense. We're going to play with tempo. We're going to get the ball out quickly. So David knows all these things are good for alignment for sure. I'm smiling. The, the thought of only having a six man box to go against mm-hmm. would be like, that'd be a dream back when I was playing. Like everyone yeah. knew we were running the ball. We had some great receivers. We had some great talent when I was there, but like we had JT and I mean, everyone was trying to stop them. So we had eight, nine man boxes half the time. And <laughs> yeah. you know, it's fun, but nothing's worse than when like you get to the second level, then all of a sudden the safety makes the play. Like that's right. just not fun for yeah. anyone. Yeah. And you know what? I, it, there is a great tradition. They've won a ton of football games. We've talked about that. And so, it just depends on your philosophy. There's nothing wrong with that philosophy. And, and um, you know, they've had great success here for a long time. And and we actually, you know, I'm sure you know, in the NFL, that happens all the time. Now now right. the NFL is changing and evolving, you know. And the knock on this offense used to be, well, you're not getting people ready for the NFL. Well, if you saw the Super Bowl, there's two, <laughs> yeah. there's two teams with a very similar offense of what we're doing because it, it does. It's. You know, we used to, when I was with the Giants, we won a Super Bowl running power and, you know, we'd motion the guy in and go get the safety and then the corner would come in and he'd be there. And, you know, but so there's a lot of different ways of doing things, but this is something that um, I think is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I think you're going to see, it's not like we're, we're not, if you want to say we're air raid throwing the ball, great, because Coach Longo says that all the time, but we're not an air raid offense in the sense that, we are going to run the ball. That There's no question about that. And we're going to be physical. I mean, if you had a chance to be by our, our scrimmage, uh, not our scrimmage, but our practice yesterday, you saw a real physical bunch going at it. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I was like, wow, these guys are serious. You know, so um, – and, and they, let's face it, they're very good run blockers already. And, and now we just are tweaking some things. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Coach, so, Coach, what are those things? In, sorry, Demo, oh, go sorry, for it. Ahead, I'll let the linemen speak no, for a second. Say, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, pass pro, right? Like, what are some of those things that have jumped at you where, like, hey, we kind of want to twitch this compared to what it used to be? Yeah, you know, it's uh, just some of the techniques. You know, I, I really believe in in going to get them before they get going, you know, and, and cutting down the angle on the guys. Like, if I'm a tackle, I don't want to just – I don't like vertical setting very much. I want to cut down the angle, get my hands on them, and, and um, you know, so many times, that, as you know, like in the NFL, the, the pocket integrity is so important. If that thing collapses on that quarterback, you're dead, you know. And so that's some of the things I'm trying to get across, trying to get more aggressive, to be honest. You know, let's go out, let's get our hands on. We got big, long guys. 
and um, up front, you know, in, in inside, same thing. Let's not let's get our hands on them and let's be physical in there, so that the quarterback can always, you know, the tackles are going to set the width, and then we got to set the steps, so the quarterback can always step up as opposed to trying to be flushed out of it. So, um, and and again, it, it it's not like they're you know, just really struggling with the technique or anything, but just some of those things, I think the more you do it, the better you get at it. And, and they're probably going to be doing it a little bit more than what we've done in the past. Not anything ridiculous, but, and it's not like they're really totally struggling. I can just tell there's some things, you know, maybe scheme wise, picking up pressures and things that maybe they haven't done. And part of it's just a different offense and, and it right. may be protection or whatever. And so now they're trying to learn that. And as you know, when you're the online coach, you kind of go out there and you put something in and they put a defense in and then you make mistakes, you come in and, and correct it. And then the next day you go out there, we put in a whole bunch of new stuff. So today, so you got to make those mistakes, you come in and correct that. And then, you know, so we're through that process right now where we're making some mistakes, we're correcting it, but they are picking up extremely quickly. And the, the thing I've seen about this group, they are tough. They do play hard. And when you ask them to do something, they get it fixed, you know, and that's what I, that's all I ask. Like, let's not keep making the same mistakes. Let's get this thing fixed. So then we can, um, you know, progress as an offense, but can't tell you how how impressed I've been with their character, with their work ethic. Um, and they're, they're just a great bunch of guys. Well, coach, it, some of us like a nine man box. Just saying, it's kind of fun to run power against you know 20, 20 other people. Not always; it's not really that fun. But um, coach, you, you mentioned some of the the running backs, um, and and Coach Longo said we have to run the ball with the guys we have. What's impressed you with with the running back room? I mean, we have some of the best guys usually in the nation year after year after year, and I think that's going to continue. I actually think it's it, it might get better with with you and and Coach Longo on the offense. What's what's been your first couple, you know, impressions of of those guys? Well, just the size and the toughness, and and um, you know that that's been the most impressive thing. It's a combination of size, size, toughness, and speed, and and um, you know, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I, I really feel like the the like they, these guys got a lot of reps at things like power or whatever it may be. So the run game. They're they're extremely well versed, including the running backs. Because the running backs, you know, they've got to be able to see different things. Like we got in the pistol and and ran uh, outside zone, and man, it was three steps, and they cut it up. And you know, we had guys linebackers running through, and the old line would would uh, kind of a real tough look. Whereas a four eye and the guard came back on it and got it, and you know, so the things I'm saying about pass protection with the running backs and the old line are the exact opposite. Like they've had a lot of reps at that stuff. And so things are coming much more naturally to them with all those, with all those situations. But, you know, like you said, I, I know you like nine man boxes and that's how you made your <laughs> living. And that's great. But uh, it, it, it's, you know, if I'm running back that, that's that, that seeing a six man box is, is beautiful. And, and hey, let's get some of these guys out of here. Let's have them instead of the safety, just running down and meet me at two yards of, you know, beyond the line of scrimmage let's have them worried about a post over their head so they're a little bit slower and if they do run down it then we will throw the post or whatever it may be but if they don't you know they they, they got to worry about those rpos and things so they they aren't filling quite as quick so uh, like you say i think it's going to be 
you know, again, we, we haven't played a game yet. We got to, we got to prove it. And we're in the process of working hard to do that. But I think everyone's going to be uh, really happy with, you know, anybody thinks we're not going to run the ball or be physical or that tradition of the, because the five, five guys up front, they're not doing one thing different. You know, we're still running inside zone, outside zone. We're running counter power, double teams, you know, so we're not doing anything different. And, so I think everybody's going to have uh, – hopefully we're going to have a lot of fun watching this. And, and uh, you know, we've got some big physical backs that I think are going to do a great job. What's I'm the pumped thing? to see it, Coach. I'm pumped yeah. to see it, man. I, I yeah. think we're all pumped to see it. Even, um, you know, even Bernie, even if he doesn't really want to admit it. Um, <laughs> Coach, one of the, our favorite people that we've met in this new staff is Brady Collins. Um, yeah. First of all, what has – obviously and obviously especially, you know, strength staff and offensive line coach – is ha- offensive line group have to work a ton together, not only because, as Dima will probably remind us, the O-lines are the strongest guys on the team. Um, not always. Uh, but also because... Okay, okay. What, whatever you say, Vern. I definitely wasn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> but also because they're... Um, also because the position just demands such intense uh, SNC. What's your relationship like so far with Coach Collins, and how have you guys been sort of earning that trust with each other. Yeah. You know, he's amazing. He really is. And, and, you know, I've been around a lot of strength coaches too, and I've been around a lot of great ones. So I certainly wouldn't want to slight anyone else, but he's definitely one of the best I've been around. And the thing that I noticed about him is they still will throw around heavy weights, you know, like bench press and, and squats. And, you know, so many guys, I feel like these days are into the box jumps and the power and this and that, and the, you know, all the different things other than getting freaking big and strong. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see guys walking around with, I want to see big arms, big chest, big back muscles. You know, I'm, I'm still old fashioned like that. Now the way we used to live, putting chalk on our hands, and you know, we, we do five reps in about two hours or whatever. That's not, that's not the answer either. But I, I have noticed that um, he, he, he has such a great blend, I think, because I've, I've complained a lot. A lot of people don't believe in the bench press and that doesn't even make any sense. That's the number one thing we're doing is extending our hands. And, and, and I've noticed that he is very much not that way. And I think it's a perfect blend of all the things you need, the explosion, the power this and that, but he also throws around some heavy weights and our guys are going to get strong. And so, and the other thing, I just think it's a real positive vibe down there. That's one thing I've noticed about coach Fickle and this whole group because let's face it, Phil and I are kind of newcomers to this other whole group, but everything is positive, you know, and, and we don't call out people negatively, call them out positively. And I, I, you know, I've been on teams where, where when you walk in the weight room, there's a big grease board of this guy's bad because of this, this guy's bad because of that, you know, and we handle those things, but it's not called out, you know, and even with coach fickle and, and Brady, both everything's positive and everything is, is, there's really not that many negative things said. And as a result, there's a positive vibe coming out of the weight room, coming out of this whole program right now. And I've been around a while. I don't know how long. Since 1986 is when I was the first year, I was first year coaching. So, I mean, when you get to be this age, you can kind of appreciate and notice some of these things and, you know, realize that this is a really good thing. Well, that's actually a perfect dovetail into one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Coach, because you, like you just said, you've been in the game since 86 as a coach. What's the biggest change you've seen to the sport of college football on the field and the biggest change you've seen off the field 
in those 36, 37 years? You know what? I would say that on the field, nothing's changed. I mean, really. I mean, you might, I'm not in a four point stance anymore. The centers aren't as, you know, so you have subtle things like that. And I guess things have changed. I was watching my old uh, film, which you really shouldn't do because you're much worse than what you have in your mind right now. Uh, it, it, but I forget. There was, I think it was the Alabama game. But I realized I did nothing but just turn back. Like I just snapped the ball like on pass protection. And I would just turn my shoulder. And, you know, if the guy came in my A-gap, I blocked him. If he went backside, I didn't worry about it. But um, so things like that obviously have changed. But as far as being around the players in the locker room and the the – the lessons that you learn from this game and the strain and all those things haven't changed a bit. Everything outside of that has changed. Like you can't even recognize it. You know, my dad's 85 now and I'll talk about NIL or, you know, transfer portal. And he, he just can't even, he can't even fathom what I'm talking about. You know, he said, I'm just too old. I don't even want to hear it. So it's, it's, uh, it's certainly been a challenge. It's, um, you know, the social media, I mean, that stuff is terrible. Um, in so many ways, you know, not, not in the sense that the positive, obviously there's some real positives to it, but you got to be careful about these kids getting too caught up in the negative part of it. You know, there's obviously some great positives, you know, where, um, it's really helped the game. Let's face it. This is about the fans. I mean, I wouldn't even have a job if it wasn't for fans. So social media and media and all those things is fantastic. But when it's, when it's guys like yourself that are professionals, that's one thing. And that's what I'm used to back in the day. Those are the only people commenting on what was going on. Now it's everybody, you know, and in that sense, you have to be careful. These players can get upset about things and it's hard to describe that. And, you know, look, that, that guy wouldn't have the guts to do what you're doing right now anyway. So don't worry about him. But, um, but so, you know, there's so many things that have changed, but, the thing that I, I love is the game has not changed. The players have not changed. I'm telling you, they, they, they're not any less tough. They're not any less great people. They're, they're just, um, it, it, it's the same thing on the field for sure. But you bring up the NIL, which is very interesting. I would have been a trillionaire by now. Um, if right, yeah. <laughs> I would have, I would have made yeah. 15 bucks probably, but is, is this something <laughs> like, do, do all the coaches get involved in this? Is this only, the side no. for the the it, so you you're not involved in any nil talks no absolutely yeah they I don't, I don't even think in say wisconsin i don't even know if you can be if you're yeah, a coach yeah, it, yeah the, i think just the collective has to handle that right yeah i i you know even like i said now i've been a few places obviously and this this thing just came up like two mm-hmm. years ago or something i mean i never even talked about it more than two years ago but we have absolutely nothing to do with it, thank goodness because i don't know who makes what i don't know how that happens, I have no idea about anything, and and neither do any of the other coaches, you know. And so, and and I think there's a lot of schools just, you know, feeling their way through this thing also. And there's there's some schools that are a much different um, situation than others, you know what I mean. And so, um, the nice thing is I don't have to deal with it, but you know, let's face it, in recruiting it comes up, you know, and and um, so it's it's uh, it's it's been something that that has changed the game. I think they're going to rein it back. You know, there's a lot of, nobody knows what's going on with the whole thing. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there, this and that, but it's, um, you know, it's thank goodness as coaches, we don't have one thing. I don't even have to think about it or deal with it because that, that, you know, being able to just coach the old line, that's the nice thing that, that, um, you know, when you talk about all the differences, 
yeah, there's a lot of differences that you have to deal with. But you know what? Just being able to get in that room with those guys, that hasn't changed one bit. The locker room hasn't changed. I don't know if Dave would agree or Bernie would agree, but I feel like, you know, through the years, it's the same thing. And that that's why I coached, because I just couldn't get away from the locker room and the camaraderie and the people that are involved with the game of football are the people I want to be around. They really are. And so um, none of that stuff has changed. And coach, I think uh, Bernie and I talk about all the time, like we'll have different people come on the show and tell their stories of their experience at Wisconsin. And like we laugh because virtually it's almost everyone has had a similar experience because it's a special Mm -hmm. place, special locker room. We all have gone through very similar things. Those grinder, you know, 30 period practices, hot in the sun camp. Like we've all been through it and then we all have fun afterwards. Um, And it brings me to my question, like Madison, right? Awesome city. I'm not sure if you had time to kind of check it out yet, but I know as an old lineman, like outside of football, our favorite thing to do is eat. And there's yeah. some great restaurants. Have you been to any place that is like, you know, stuck out to you since you've uh, made the move? Well, I'll tell you what, like you said, we don't have as much time as you think <laughs> it is. It is. That's the one that talk about another thing that changed. There is no off season anymore. The off season is worse than the season now for a coach. It really is. I got to get to the season so we can slow down. It, it, it just the way it is. I mean, you know, we've got, We've got recruits every single weekend and, and, you know, so, um, so I want to get out there and I want to experience it. And then to be honest, if I do get some time, I usually go see my grandkids or whatever. So, but, uh, I have been to, I went to Johnny's Italian steakhouse. I like that over there in Middleton. I probably haven't been, you know, I've probably been over Middleton area, Biagio's or whatever that is. And then, but one, one thing in, uh, Madison for sure, rare steakhouse was amazing. You know, that, I thought that was fantastic. And uh, I, I couldn't forget my man, Sal, at Naples 15. Oh, yeah. That's, you know. Sal's the guy. He's my yeah. guy. Yeah, he's I mean, unbelievable. He's unbelievable. I love that dude. And and so, and I, and I feel like I know, you know, uh, Matt was talking about being from the Northeast. You feel like you know Italian food. Not as legit Italian food. And it's so much fun to go in there. You might have to have a hard time getting out of there. But <laughs> I've been meaning to leave for like two hours and then I'm still there, but, uh, no, it, it, so it, it really is. It's a special place. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm not just saying this cause I'm on the zoom or anything, but, um, I've been in so many different situations. I've never been around a group of young men, more dedicated, more, um, hardworking, more, you know, and I don't want to say anything, but not getting in trouble, you know, knowing, knowing me, something, you know, but I mean, I go to the academic meetings. We just had one this morning. It's the most boring thing ever. That used to be extremely exciting because you don't want the head coach. He gets mad if your guys are screwing up, you know? So I'd always call the guy right before I, what do I got to worry about here? It's like, I, they have not said one thing yet. I mean, not one guy yet. I mean, it's like, you got to be kidding me. And it's the same thing. I mean, they, they, we go to meetings, they're there 10 minutes early. I'm like, guys, I mean, we don't start till 7.15. doesn't matter. They're at 7, 5, 7.05. So I've, I've been going 10 minutes early, and we get started 10 minutes early. But, I mean, I, I, I beg them not to come early. But So it's it's real, that part of it's been amazing to me. And I think, like you're saying, Dave, it's just something about this place. I think Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin, first of all, it's a good academic school to begin with, so you're not going to be able to – um, get in here unless you, um, you know, have something good about you. But I, it somehow it just attracts people that 
um, are just great people. Maybe it's the Midwest. I don't know. I haven't been in the Midwest as much as other places. Or are we the upper Midwest? I don't even know. We probably are, right? Is that what we consider ourselves? Yeah. I'd say upper Midwest, yeah. yeah. Wisconsin, yeah, sure. Minnesota, Iowa, the UP yeah. of Michigan, which no one really wants to claim, but they, they do <laughs> whoa, begrudgingly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm just talking about yeah, the UP. Yeah. You're from the Mitten. You don't get the, <laughs> You're from you, the you, you, Do you really want the UP anyway? Yeah, we want it in the summertime. <laughs> oh, it's true. For the in the one summertime. Month of in the summertime. <laughs> All right, coach. I know we got to get you out of here. Uh, we already yeah. run over time, but I got to ask one last quick question. You talked about NIL. If when you were in college in in 1984, what would your dream NIL deal have been? Uh, that's a very good question. It's hard. First of all, I wouldn't have gotten one, but uh, I would have loved to see what Doug Flutie had gotten. I guarantee you that because he would have he would have uh, he would have done something pretty special. But um, it, it would probably have to be uh, something to do with food, like some kind of restaurant thing, you know, maybe a pizza deal where I got <laughs> any all the pizza I wanted for any time I wanted it. You know, that would be a pretty good deal. Spoke like a true alignment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had to have something to do with food. Absolutely. All right. Well, Coach, listen, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us here today on the Believe in Badgers podcast presented by betonline.ag and part of the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, for Coach Bicknell, David Mormon, Matt, the Hebrew Hamler, Bernstein, I'm Matt Perkins. And until next time, on, on Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Hey, Coach, thank you Wisconsin. so much, man. This is so special. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.